The dies don't want to wear stuff to me again. This is my life. Stop it! Leave me woman. Leave me woman. You taste salty. Fuck you, Vic. <laughs>
uh, fight Momoshiki. I have to say the names like that. <laughs> I have to. I honestly have to say. Oh, uh, I did that. actually watch that fight. It was nice. It was great. Yeah, like, it was very like well those animated. Those fight scenes are just animated really well. Yeah, because fuck the plot. Nobody watches anime for the plot anymore. Yeah. I mean, titties. But I'm not gonna, like, trudge through a bunch of shit I don't care about just to see a good fight scene. I'll just watch the good fight scene. But, hey, man, that's what everyone else does. Sure. Yeah, but I just felt like coming for, like, it already was falling off with, um, in the original series with Naruto and Shippuden when it saw being about ninjas doing ninja stuff. And, you know, do it's them fucking fighting with giant demons and... It became a kaiju fight, like It you became said. giant kaiju fights. And it's like, it's who could... Who who was sucked off the other guy the hardest to get this power? And it's like, somehow Naruto and Sasuke always seem to be tied for sucking off the most power. Sa- Sakura has never sucked a guy off in her life. So she don't even know what real power is like. Yeah, I said it. Fuck Sakura. <laughs> stop. Stop with the face. I listen. But, um, hashtag protect Sakura. Okay. No, don't, don't, don't protect her. It's not her fault. I mean, it really is. It's not though. Hey, it's it's entirely her fault that she was an afterthought. It's really not. Yeah, like, yeah it is. Like you don't you don't birth a child and just. Treat it with resentment your entire life. Because... Have you not met people in real life? Speaking of which, that's Just because act... it happens, it doesn't make it okay. You know what? Speaking of which, it actually segues into this manga I started reading recently. Um, and that's absolutely nothing to do with, with the topic at hand. But I wanted to talk about it because it, it, really, it was really interesting. It's named Boy's Abyss. Like Boy, apostrophe S, Abyss. Mm. Uh, basically, this kid is in a shithole of a house. His father was abusive and left. Already off to a great start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His mother is emotionally abusive. His brother is a shut-in. And his grandmother has dementia. All wonderful things. Right. And now, the thing um, about his family dynamic is that um, he is the, other than his mother, he is the only one who is... I guess, for lack, of better, for lack of better terms, in that right mind. But what the mother is doing is that he wanted to go off to college. She says, every time he would bring up college or anything like that, or things like that, she'd say, I can't wait for you to graduate high school so you could start working and helping out around home. Oh, boy. Yeah. Boy, listen, that, that was rough. That was rough. That was a rough read. I feel like that would be a little too real for some people. Right. And I kid you not, in the first chapter, he came home and was like, hey... Grandma's diaper, um, um, Grandma peed the, the couch. Could you clean it up? Later on, in a few, in a later few chapters, find out that the pee was already dry. They just wanted him to wipe up, wipe it up. Yeah, so it's really, it's really fucked up. His one of his childhood friends is moving to Tokyo, so she is immediately leaving him on his own, and his other childhood friend is a dick. Like, the abusive dick. Like, the dick that is, like, come out of the pants and slap you in the face. And be like, clean that up. Main characters, I have to ask. Um, why is it a requirement for you to just have one asshole friend? Hey, man. It, I, I, like, this, the, 
I won't, okay. I won't spoil too much, but the rabbit hole goes a whole lot deeper than that. Mm. So, the female childhood friend tells him about this Popeye group, right? Right. The man girl, like, is like, he's cute. Come to find out that um, the asshole friend has him as a shuttle, basically as a gopher. Mm. Right? So, one day, he's like, hey, man, go get me some, get me some cigarettes. So he goes to go get some cigarettes and come to find out that the idol actually works in the convenience store that he goes to. So it's kind of like, they kind of like develop a thing. So it's like, hey man, I can't believe this idol is in this place. And like, they get to know each other for a little bit. And then after a while, she was like, do you want to die with me? Oh, police? (laughs) And... His immediate answer was yes. I mean, this is considering like, the circumstances. This is like in the first two chapters, mind you. Considering the circumstances. Like, granted, um, like, it was like, she has so she's so beautiful, and he's like, I don't really know why you want to kill yourself. Come to find out that she was like, hey man, I, they kiss, and it's like, hey, are you a virgin? Because it's like, oh, is that bad? It's like, uh, how would you like to lose your virginity before you die? And it's like, yeah, okay, so they go and they go and they have the sex, and I'm like, okay, the sex, the sex, the sex happens. <laughs> they go and have the sex, so the sex happens. And they like, have many sex. They have they they are professional at the sex, so they go and have the sex and come. Um, her husband comes home. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. So, shortly after that, a typhoon hits. And then it's like, this is a perfect opportunity to kill ourselves. And he's like, fuck it, let's go. And I thought Trail of Blood was depressing. Oh, but listen, <laughs> it, like, it gets so much worse. Because there's so much nuance going on right now. Every All of the main characters who are introduced are like intertwined in some way. Mm. The main guy, the idol, her husband, his childhood friends... All of them are intertwined in some way, and it, it is so fucking bad. It is, it, it is terrible. Twenty-five chapters, twenty-five chapters, and I kid you not. By the time it's chapter five, so like I really shouldn't continue reading this, but it is drawn so fucking well, <laughs> and the story is actually pretty good. I mean, granted, it is depressing. It's one of those real stories. Yeah, it's a very real story. Uh, granted, the conversation we've had recently, like it, it felt like. Everything in the universe is like, hey man, here's this thing you were talking about. You remember all those bad things you said that parents do? How about we put it into just one story? Just, just put it in technical no, for you. stop. Please. I'm like, wow, this is this is terrible. Yeah, I'm going to keep reading, though. I've, I'm currently meeting my depression quota for for the month. so I, I, I'd say, what? give it a read. Give it a read. Give, give it a quick read. Next month. No, this month. No, next month. What, what, okay, what's your depression quarter for this month? What, what depressing anime slash manga that you read? Well, I'm still keeping up to with date Trail of with Trail of Blood. Oh, okay. And I decided uh-huh. that I'm going to start reading Inside Mari at the same time. Oh! But the good part of it about that is I oh. still haven't finished Kobayashi Dragon Maid, so that's going to be my oh. in-between. Oh. Yep, that's gonna be my in between. Shit. Like, I'm feeling sad. Let me go read about dragons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, man. You know how to pick them. 
Like, you went into the depression, and you're gonna get them. You're gonna get all the depressions. Uh, you know what? Considering the current story that I'm working on, uh... Which one? Yes. Uh, oh, oh, wait. We're not... We're not allowed to talk about it yet? Oh, we can, we can talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it next episode, whenever the hell that's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be orphanages involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, this day. Okay. Yeah. All right, don't, t- don't say the name lest somebody out there be like, that's a good name for my book. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, cyn- I'm cynical when I'm ready. I mean, you I'm not aren't wrong. wrong. I'm not though. wrong, I'm not wrong. It's, it's happened before. It's not with us specifically, but it's happened. It's literally happened when I've never said anything out loud before. It's like, thinks of a story idea. Oh shit, that'd be good. Netflix. Hey, here's the story. Like, like now, fucking, think? how dare you steal my idea in my head. <laughs> But yeah, but uh, other than well, I've read Inside Mori. I I've read it front and back. If you want another depressing, I have story, met my depression on, quota wait, for wait, the month. This is for the thing. This is for the fans. Um, this is if you wanna if you want another depressing story. Well, this one isn't. So, well, it's, yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it, give give me a moment. I'll find it. But what you can do is, you can talk about that uh, that thing you were reading. All this, this is for you. This is for you. Is, is this it? This is for you. Because I've I've already explicitly said I've met my quota for the month, and you are not appreciating my statistics. I appreciate your statistics. <laughs> that just means that next month you will have something to choose from, as opposed to just one thing. What if I want to do happy next month? <laughs> what if? What if? What if? Miss, listen, you like creepy shit. Yeah. Happy isn't something that you just rule out. See, creepy shit involves monsters and werewolves and things that are unexplainable, like, you know, your daughter suddenly turning into a snail. Wait, what? Okay, you know. <laughs> but. But. Big butts. Uh, the big so- butt or small butt? Big butt. Big, big booty. booty. All right. When the story is close to something that happens literally in real life, mm-hmm. and to people that you know, you gotta take that shit in stride. Like you I mean, need that. You need that in small doses. I mean, I, this, I, this other story I'm that I was going to say, and my heart can only take so much. Okay, this other story is gonna. I was gonna introduce isn't isn't really that doesn't get that close to home. I think. Okay, fine. I'll read it, but. On one condition. Where's the condition? You find me some more lesbians to read. All the Les Bryans? Yeah, all Alright, I'll <laughs> find a Les Bryans for you. I know you're good for it. I'm good for it. I am, unfortunately. <laughs> What's so unfortunate about that? Hey man, people be like, oh, you read, you read, what the hell's wrong with you? Have you ever seen two women? Yeah. Like, one woman, <laughs> by themselves. It's like, they're like the most lovable, huggable, squeezable thing. And then you put that times two. One plus one women together in harmony. That's just that's just love and compassion and teamwork at its best. You've never read Citrus, have you? I have. <laughs> I'm the one who introduced you to Citrus. The hell? I introduced you to Citrus. There's a lot of love and happiness and teamwork in that, you know? If you could get past all this, all I'm, the, I'm, if you would just say something, 
If very, we get past that, then you'd be good. I'm very iffy about that happiness word. <laughs> hey man, well, you know about Citrus Plus too, right? Yes. Yeah, Citrus Plus. I know. I know. Chapter came out today. I read not. <laughs> you should. You should. It's 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 Citrus. It's an anthology, isn't it? Like it's following another character in the. Or is it oh, you haven't read it yet. Or, no, I haven't. Oh, you I, should read it. I'm not telling you shit. Are you gonna answer me? I'm not telling you shit. You're gonna have to read it for yourself. I love you. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, right now, like, I mean, we in the no, middle no, I of didn't, I didn't say fuck you. I said fuck off. I, I, I just, I, I didn't change my statement whatsoever. <laughs> I like how you're still looking for this thing. I am. I really am. I, it's, it's, it's such a weird name. And when it was, when it was updating, it was very relevant. So it was like. In the first few pages. Ah, I found it. So it didn't take too long. Five minutes later. Hey, man. The name is in Japanese. So I'm going to get to the English name. <laughs> All right, people. You heard it. Go read in Japanese. Thanks. Got wow. It. It's <laughs> The name is Secrets, Uniforms at the Age of 19. Uh, Himegoro Jukusai no Seifuku. I'll say that wasn't so bad. It's but n- It's not, but I'm thinking about... <laughs> Thinking about all those mangas that have the really on the nose name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, secrets like, uniform. I was raised by witches and my mom's evil. Huh? What? <laughs> oh, there's something called. I do have the Les Bryans for you that you could read right now if you Great. haven't read it. What's it called? Uh, give me a moment. No, Keith, don't give me an update right now. Damn it. But he is Mighty Keith. He is Mighty Keith. I like Keith. Keith is cool. I think it's something with the story of the most... Please hold while he looks for lesbians. Shut up! <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, um, uh, games. I, uh, okay, let's talk about the games I've been playing. Have you been playing any games? Actually, have you been playing any games lately? I, I don't follow you religiously on Facebook anymore, so I don't know what you do. I mean, I don't post what I do on Facebook either. <laughs> I know. I don't need people stalking me. I also don't go on the Facebooks anymore. I don't know why. I really should, but I don't. Oh, no. I go on Facebook every day for, like, work, but, like... I mean, that's work. That's not the same. Um, actually, I decided to blow the cobwebs off my DS. Because I need something portable to carry around with me, and I'm too broke for a Switch right now. You're never too broke for a Switch. I am too broke for a Switch (laughs) right now. So, speaking of sequels, I decided to try and play Okami Dan again. Say what? I... (sighs) For the uninitiated... Uh, I said a few episodes back that Okami is my favorite game of all time. Okay, I found it, by the way. You found the lesbian? I found the lesbian. Okay. Okami- it's very short, though. Okami is my favorite game of all time. So, of course, when I heard that there was a sequel following the crotch dumplings of the main characters, I was crotch dumplings. I was all for that. But it's not as exciting. Like, I think I actually did get halfway through Okami Den, and then I just, like some years ago and then I just like put it down forever much like every other game in my DS 
<laughs> I'm terrible, I know. Yes. But in other news, Kirby Squeak Squad is still great. <laughs> I get, I could fucking flip over a Kirby game any day. Give me some curbs. I like some curbs. Hey, are hey. you reading manga? No. I like Kirby Squeak Squad though. For those who can't see, I'm looking at him very. She is actually squinting at me. <laughs> Like, not me very incredulously. It's correct. Told you to look for lesbians, not read the lesbians. Hey, man, I'm not reading them. More like perusing through the chapters. You know, eyeballing the words and, and the looking pictures. at the pictures. And the pictures. Hey, in man, a... I was not looking at pictures. I was looking in a at numeric words. sequence of events. Hey, man. Almost as if you're reading it. Hey, man, I skipped the first three chapters and went straight to the sex. Right, so what games have you been playing? <laughs> um, so Among Us has really picked off. It's really kicked off. Like, I think a friend of mine introduced me to Among Us earlier this month, or last month, to be honest. And it was like, I was like, I wake up, and go on the PS4, I was like, hey man, what's up? And I hear them talking, and I was like, you know, this was around the same time when Hyperspace came out. Mm-hmm. Hyperspace is... Right? So, Among Us. So, there's like, hey, man, go and play this game. So, I go inside the PlayStation store, and I was like, hey, I don't see it. Where? What's the name called? It's like, no, it's called Among Us. I don't see it in the, I don't see it in the PlayStation store. I was like, no, it's it's for your phone. I was like, oh, okay. And I play it. The very first game. What does it mean when it says you're a crewmate? Okay, so we know Jim. So, we know that Nick is not the imposter. I was like, oh, they're supposed to be imposters? <laughs> So you, you know a game is good when basic Bahamians play in it. Like I was at work today, and um, one of one of the new staff that just got hired under me. He's seventeen, but he's like, like, how do I say this without being condescending? You can't. So you might as well just say it. Think of the most niggardly. <laughs> <laughs> Type of person that you could think of, like, Ow. like the grills, the abhorrent violence against anyone they think might like man. Uh, you know, wearing their pants below their ass. Their clothing is disturbingly always color coordinated. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard him talking to someone else that he's playing Among Us, and I'm like. Hey man, if the game is good, the game is good. You know what you write? <laughs> so yeah, it's actually pretty good. For I'm pretty sure at this point, like most people know um how Among Us is played. It's a game about deception and lies. That's it. It's gonna suck if you're a terrible liar. But um to be more accurate, um depending on the room size, you have crewmates who have to complete tasks in order to beat the game and there's a certain number of imposters among you there may be one imposter there might be two there might be three depends on how the room is set up mm. most cases on average you'd see one maybe two imposters right let's go with one for now so if there's one imposter inside the entire room that means one of the crew one of the persons among you is an imposter mm-hmm. but you don't know who it is only an imposter knows that they're an imposter mm-hmm. the imposter's job is to kill everyone on the 
spaceship. on the spaceship. Spaceship. That's essentially it. Their job is to kill everyone. And their task that they have to do is they have to sabotage everyone mm-hmm. in order to complete in order to complete their task. Sounds about right. Yeah. And it gets a whole lot more nuance about it because if a dead body shows up and someone finds it, they can report it. The problem with that is, is that the killer can kill someone, walk off, and then reapproach the body and then report it themselves. Someone killed a guy. Wipes knife behind back. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people, they play it um, on Discord and stuff like that. Like, for me and my set of friends to play with, we... We're usually on the PlayStation Network, so what would end up happening is... We just talk to the We just talk to the place, yeah, to the voice chat. And whenever yeah. the game starts or whatnot, we just mute it. Mm-hmm. And then whenever we're um, playing again, we um, unmute the mic. And every now and again, someone forgets to mute their mic. <laughs> every now and again, someone forgets to mute their mic. And I can either hear someone swiping the card in the back and be like, all right, let me see who that is that didn't mute their mic. That's you? All right, I know what it is, you. Here, in the back, I'm like, all right, that's the killer right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's so a lot good. of nuances. <laughs> and right now, there are three maps on it. I didn't know they're working on Among Us 2. But, um... Jeez. Yeah. Like, it's really popular. Like, the game is shot up. I think it used to be a $5 game, and then it was free, and then everybody was like, hey, man, play this game. Free things. And now everybody's playing this game, and it's really great. Yeah. If only y'all could have been supporting people <laughs> when it would cost money. See, nah. see now you're wanting me to pay for things, and I feel like you're asking a lot of me. Ah, I see. <laughs> Mind you, there is, like, some microtransactions in the game, but that's mostly, like, cosmetic stuff. Hmm. Oh, yeah, like it's skins like, and stuff? Yeah, like new skins and hats and <laughs> and pets and stuff like that. The Among Us... Oh, m- I was wondering what was up with those fucking, like, tiny-ass things that just seem follow to you around. around. Yeah, they're so little pets, yeah. <laughs> I think the most heartbreaking one is if you have, like, the space dog. The space dog Whoa. follows you around. And when you die, the dog has a has a shocked expression. But, like, <laughs> when you die, you're a ghost. Yeah. And when you go back to the spot where you die, the dog is still there and it's crying. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> that is terrible. Why would you do that? Why would you have a dog in space? <laughs> yeah. Questions need to be answered. Those questions need to be answered. I actually downloaded Among Us. I just haven't played with anybody. Yeah, yet, you. So. Yeah, you really need to play with us. Like, it's really fun. Um, you know what? We're, give me a crash course tonight. We'll, okay, we'll, no problem. We'll, we'll hot wrestle up the the squatters and yeah, we'll play some Among Us. We'll wrestle up the TMD members and we'll we'll see if we could get them to play some Among Us. I know Ash is usually now for it. So, you know, there's a few people who are down for it. Richie as well. Richie is always up for Among Us. Because uh, that man doesn't sleep. No, he does not. He really should, though. He really should. Well, he does sleep. In the daytime. Sure. I said what I said. Okay. Okay. Um, Alright, so I guess we're getting to, like, the meat and tomatoes. Of, of the- <laughs> Specifically tomatoes. I mean, I know I like tomatoes, but... I mean, it could be a sandwich. We're building up the layers. The intro was the bread. Uh-huh. And, like, the the anime game section was, like, the condiments, the sauce right. on the buns. And now we get into the meat and tomatoes. But where's Maybe the cheese? We don't need cheese. 
I mean, that's automatically on the Sacrilege. I mean, it's automatically on the burger regardless, but I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, sure. Or it could be a Subway sandwich. You know, that hard-ass rock shit, piece of shit. Let's not talk about Subway. Boy, Aaron had a lot to say about Subway. Let's <laughs> not talk about Subway. I lo- oh, I love that rant so much. That rant. That, and the thing about it was, was that at a recent um, game, I was thinking it was like, that was not... It was not scripted. No, like, I don't just... think I don't think any time Aaron goes on any of his rants or tangents, it's scripted. He's just he's just that guy. But yeah. I also have very terrible experiences with Subway. I think I just about everyone, <laughs> everyone has at least one bad Subway story. Oh no no no! And I said at least at least at least one. I bad. have had nothing but bad experiences with Subway. Okay. Personally, like, I have to circumvent getting something good from Subway by having somebody else get it. I mean... All the time. Like, I don't understand. I mean, there's a Subway um, all over Fourth Day. Their food, they're actually pretty consistent with mediocre food. I don't want to pay for mediocre food. Okay. I can make my own damn mediocre food. Okay. It's not mediocre all the time. Um, sometimes they get it right. I'm not willing to pay a million dollars to find out if they will maybe get my fucking rap right. Okay. <laughs> uh, they they never will, you know. They never will. Like, I'm I'm mostly a veggie eater, and when you're giving me fucking old veggies, that is a recipe for disaster. That's because nobody fucking eats red veggies. Nobody eats veggie wraps. Veggies is half of their goddamn selection. But not in the wrap, though. It's like, you want to eat fresh? I got fresh for you. Fresh out the fridge. It's been in the fridge for like three months now. <laughs> I believe you. But, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I know you wanted to talk about sequels. More specifically, there was one specific sequel in mind, but, but animated sequels, no less. So, yes. Before you go on your tangent. Actually, no, I go on your tangent. Go on your tangent. <laughs> no, 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 I need no, to hear... No, 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 no. I actually want to hear this. I really want to hear this. Because um, you've been holding on to this for quite some time now. And we've been saving it for this episode. Okay, so. okay. I didn't even know I felt so strongly about this until I started talking to one of my friends about it. And then next thing I know, it took up the entire fucking car ride. Like, it was like 25 minutes of just me going off on this movie. And Disney, Disney, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. No, she's fucking mad. No, I'm disappointed. I'm she's disappointed mad. You can't see in her you. eyes bulging out of her skull right now. <laughs> like she has the traditional cartoon lines, round eyes, and they're just slanted at the top. We finally get a sequel that's not direct to DVD, and you fuck it up. You fucked it up, Disney. That's right. A majority of their sequels are directed. All to of them were direct to DVD. Wow, that's true. So we can talk about Frozen, Frozen Two is stupid and dumb, and I hate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's 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 not entirely true. There were parts of the movie that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, it, it was a very beautiful movie. It's just like Lion King. See, at See, at this point in time, saying that Disney makes a good-looking movie will just be equivalent to saying that the sky is fucking blue. Like, they can't 
But make. the sky isn't blue in actuality. Shut the it's fuck up. <laughs> they can't make a bad looking movie at this point. Not unless they want Walt Disney to arise from the grave. No, he won't rise from the grave. They just defrost his head from below um, Disney Studios. Right? You know, he's cryogenically frozen. Everything that didn't involve Elsa directly was trash. I mean, you could say that, but everything involving Elsa was pretty bad, too. No, 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 no. Everything involving Elsa, and only Elsa, like, every scene with just Elsa in it, was good. Oh, oh and Frozen 2? Yes. Okay. Explain how the fuck she knew. I didn't say anything about the plot. Ah, okay. Like, I said her scenes, every scene with her, was good. Mm. But, you see, when you take segmented bits of story and try to fuck them all together in a weird ass movie falafel it's not it's not gonna be good falafel. <laughs> yeah. i mean you could say that but look at admin children admin children was actually done in scenes as well like they didn't actually like have an overall plot or idea where the movie is gonna be they just made specific scenes and it was like hey man this is nice let's turn this into a movie and then we get you know admin children that's the reason why in one scene is like is like evening, sorry, it's like cloudy afternoon, and the next one is like night, and then like immediately after that it's evening again. I give a pass to Advent Children, okay? Then after that it was morning again. Cloud got shot. It just seems like a very bad precedence when you have a movie with a deadline, like. This movie is coming out on this date because we want to make all these Christmas dollars. Gaha, Ice Princess, it gotta come out around Christmas. It's the law. But it didn't come out around Christmas. Yes. It came out around December. Last year? Yes. Holy shit, it's been that long? Yes, it has. Holy crap. (laughs) Where the hell did time go? Uh, Please see COVID-19. Okay. But by the middle of last year, you know, several months before the movie was supposed to have a release date, it wasn't finished, and they didn't have an entire plot yet. I mean, you know, small stuff. We can wing it. That bit in the trailer is the thing that really made me want to watch this movie. I mean, Elsa trying to run across the the sea to save With the village of Kanoa. water horse. Yes. You know I didn't it? see the water. It was like her running across, thing, trying yeah, to freeze yeah. the sea to run across to, so she could save the village of Kanoa. <laughs> yeah, she, she, you know, used the chakra and she tried to be a ninja for all of like three minutes and it, she, she got there. But like, it's like, that, compared to the rest of the movie, that scene was so out of context. I mean, yeah, because it was in the trailer so they have to put it in. I mean, like, they don't normally do that with some movies, but it's in the trailer, and that was the thing that pulled people in, so it was like, you know, if we pull this out right now, they might actually burn down the movie theater, so let's put it in. Okay. For anyone who has not seen Frozen, let's backtrack it a bit, for anyone who has not seen Frozen 2... What the fuck are you doing? It's been almost a year. I mean... Go watch the movie. In all fairness, they ain't missing much. But the plot goes thusly. (laughs) The plot goes thusly. So we're we're taking right back 
where we left off with the first Frozen, you know, Elsa's queen, and everybody's fine with the powers, and Kristoff and Anna, or Kristoff and Anna. Right. My spoiler, spoiler alert ahead if you actually haven't watched the movie, and if you haven't, she shoots herself in the foot. Again. The left foot, specifically the left foot. <laughs> yeah, spoilers ahead if you care at all at this point. Like, it's, it's almost Christmas again, like, whatever. Actually, there's no one coming out. You can squint at me all you want. <laughs> there will be a next one. Right? Um, so, Elsa... I made a short. Uh, Elsa finally, you know, got caught up with the rest of the Disney princesses, and she realized that she wants more. Cue music here. Mm. And she feels like maybe being queen isn't exactly for me. I feel like there's something that should be happening elsewhere so she starts hearing this random voice and she decided to not go see a a psychiatrist about that but instead she follows it and she somehow magically knows what it was where they're from what they want and where she needs to go i mean granted the song that was in between was actually pretty good into the unknown is a really good song it was actually pretty however comma my my initial question was was like when I'm sitting in the theater, it's like this is a nice song. Followed after stuff happening. How do you know that? It's just a feeling, man. Listen, Even though she didn't, she didn't know. Okay, there were a lot of insinuations about this movie, but nothing that was actually like directly said. So they tried to you know fill in the blanks by saying. Their mom told them stories about insert far away magic place here, and we'll get to that. We're gonna we're gonna get to her parents. So basically, in a nutshell, uh, Elsa has to superimpose herself into a situation that they did not know existed until right before this very fucking second. Even though it's apparently been going on for literal years Anna's going because she's a supportive sister I'm not gonna say anything bad about Anna she's a supportive correction she's a leech she has a codependency that really needs to be checked on Kristoff's going because Anna's going vagina Olaf is having an existential crisis throughout this entire movie yeah there's an 80 rock ballad involving reindeers listen that that (laughs) That upset me so Jesus, much. Jesus fucking Christ. And let, let's let's talk about Kristoff for a second. We're gonna just insert the plot of Guy is trying to propose to his girlfriend, but every time he does, something goes wrong. Why? Because Anna is so up on Elsa's dick in this entire movie <laughs> that she completely forgets that she has a fucking boyfriend until he until he quite literally has to save her life. My whole issue... Kristoff might as well have not been in this goddamn movie. <laughs> my whole issue with the whole subplot was like, it seemed unnecessary. Like, it's like, yeah, it's for tropes and yeah, you're playing up for laughs and whatnot. But it's like, you make Anna seems unnecessarily annoying. <laughs> Like, you make her seem annoying, and you turn her quirkiness up to wumble. Like, straight up. Like, it was bad. Like, we get that Anna is the eccentric one, but 
at the same time, did you really need to turn it up to Wombo? Like, there um, was no need to turn it up to 11. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this real quick. Disney knows how to write romantic chemistry. They know how to write this plot because they've done it before. With the rescuers down under. They've done the, I need to try and propose to my girlfriend, but every time I fail at it. It's circumstantial and not... Anna and Elsa had way more romantic chemistry in this movie than Anna and Kristoff. And I can't help but feel... Like that was intentional? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Disney goes on Archive of Our Own. They know what's going on. Okay. Uh, it's, oh. it's true though. It just it felt like Kristoff was like Oh boy. It felt like Kristoff was like a like that outside friend. He it felt like he was the third wheel in Elsa's and Anna's relationship. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it put it out there now. I didn't even really like Kristoff in the first movie. Because whereas there, I think I might have been better off, I guess, if they didn't just like they didn't just kind of erase their own message at the end, where it's like, hey, you can't you can't fall in love and marry a guy that you just met. Hey, guy, I just met. You want to be in a relationship? We don't want to get married yet, but we can like we can like do the other stuff. Okay, sure. I don't even know how much fucking time passed in Arendelle in the first movie between like. The, the snow apocalypse happening, and, and 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 Anna and Elsa returning. But you know what? We're not gonna talk about Frozen One. It had its flaws. But anyways, you you going on a tangent? Yes. On something else. You, you, stick to <laughs> stick to Frozen Two. Okay. Stick to Frozen Two. Okay. Sure. Right. So Kristoff is pointless. Olaf is pointless. Let's talk about Olaf for a second. <laughs> you, you just said he was pointless, and you brought him back up. This is your own fault. It's not about him directly. It's about that a particular scene I have in mind where he quote unquote dies. Essentially him dying is to let you know that Elsa is dying because she fucked off somewhere far away and the ice queen magic dies magic. The ice the magic ice queen slash <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The magic ice queen gets frozen. Get it? Terrible. So, you know. Terrible. Because her and Anna were like extremely, they were basically on different parts of Germany, I guess. Uh, Anna was with Olaf. So in order for Anna to know that Elsa is dying, Olaf then had to die. And then we get like this extreme emotional ballad from Anna well, there was nothing that I don't about it. remember there was nothing emotional about it it felt like <laughs> it felt cheap and it felt like they were trying to get a reaction out of you I kind of feel like where Anna had most of the focus in the first movie and Elsa was more of the the second they tried to do that in reverse with this but Anna didn't do as good as a subplot slash side character. You remember how in the first movie nope. Elsa and Anna's parents didn't know how to handle her magic? 
So they decided to take advice from rock trolls. Trolls, yeah. And they decided to take that advice, say fuck it with a bucket, and just lock their oldest daughter inside her room for like ever. I know exactly where you're going. You remember that? You remember how they yes. did not know Conceal, how to handle... don't feel. Yeah, you remember how they did not know how to handle magic? So Elsa's mom comes from a place of magic. Amen. Nothing but magic. Amen. Amen. Man. But for some Amen. fucking reason, she didn't know how to handle her daughter having magic. Amen. I'm just... Mm-mm. Help me. Help me understand. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and in case you were wondering how exactly they died, they show you how they died. Spoiler, they die in a motherfucking boat. (laughs) They drown. Because we needed an explanation for that, I guess. So, does that... Does that mean that they could still technically be Tarzan's parents? (laughs) 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 Oh... My brain is short-circuiting. I would have preferred you explain that shit to me than what I got. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Tell me they're related. Let's go. I want to see it. What? How, Show me. How tall? Yes, how I, I know the theory. You know what? Make a movie out of the theory, but don't oh, fucking tell... Don't you fucking tell me that the first movie was pointless because she comes from a place of magic. And you decided it was a good fucking idea to lock your child in her bedroom because you don't know how to handle magic even though you were born and raised in a place of magic. Hey, man. They explain why I think why she couldn't do it because, you know, there were there was some constraints, you know. The people who were in the magic place don't exactly like the people who don't get the magic right now, you know. That don't have shit to do with Elsa. I mean, hey man. So, so the spirits the, are attacking until uh, this wrong can be righted. All right, so we we stopped focusing on Elsa for a second, and we went to this other fucking plot that we needed because reasons. Um, apparently, the place where Elsa's Elsa's mother is from this magic place, and Elsa's dad is from Arendelle. So some Arendelle soldiers decided, hey, hey, you got some native folk over there, and they look like they know what they're doing about magic and forests and spirits and all that shit. Hey, let's have a party. Let's get to know each other. And then for some... Why the fuck? It sounds like Thanksgiving, babe. You mean Pocahontas? No, it sounds like Thanksgiving. As the (laughs) programs did. They came there... Threw a party one day and then fucking shot them up. So the next. essentially, you oh, just, is it the other way around? You just have, <laughs> you just have these, you know, magical people minding their never mind. Elsa's parents meet and then it's like, okay, cool, we like each other. And for some goddamn reason, the 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 fucking king of Arendelle just decides, i.e., Elsa's grandfather just decides, we're gonna murder them. What? Yeah, I murdered the chief. Why? Because magic. Go on. No, that's it. Hey, do you know <laughs> do you know how to handle magic woman? Do you know how hard it is to use magic in this day and age? Obviously we have to kill them. We can't let the magic get out. We can't let the Oh my god, I almost said something stupid <laughs> just now, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I feel like you know what I was about to say, but I'm sorry. <laughs> right? So, essentially, oh, the murder the of the chief of magic makes a created a mist around these people that they are now stuck in for God knows how fucking long until Elsa is able to penetrate. 50 years. Has it been that long? I think it was 50 years. No, they were stuck in there for 50 years. Yeah. They aged slow. They yeah. aged slower. Right. So Elsa is able to penetrate. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> going, go, going off sequence. So uh, the unknown, the more that Elsa is looking for is this place of quote unquote magic. So she's able to get into the mist because she's magic. And I guess her magic just created a doorway so Anna and Kristoff and, you know, the other side characters can come in too. You know, for plot. Yeah, because that's not fucking stupid. So then it turns into Elsa looking for more to Elsa trying to help the people with this mist. Uh, How do they do that? They have to find out what happened exactly to cause this mist in the first place. Okay, cool. How we do that? Oh, you know that offhanded comment Olaf made like earlier in the movie about water having memory? Yeah, so Elsa can like use her powers to manipulate water and water memory no jutsu and make ice sculptures of things that have happened. She was a ninja this entire movie. That shit not <laughs> like right. So she was able to figure out that her grandfather murdered the magic chief, and now they have to figure out how exactly to clear this mist and. Anna and Elsa come to the brilliant conclusion that the only way for the mist to be cleared is for Arendelle to be destroyed. Because Arendelle was built on, you know, murder. Am I making any sense? I feel like I'm not making any sense, but that is the plot of this movie. That plot? I mean, the thing about it, I think you said, like, this entire segment, this entire run, I think you said it in backwards, you should have started off with that. (laughs) Because that was literally the plot of the movie. You said the plot backwards. Now people are confused. Now they gotta go back and re-listen and be like, "No, no, they can just they can just hear feel my rage and okay. they'll, they'll understand." All right, they'll understand. But okay. um, explaining the sequence of events that basically okay, so they've come to the conclusion that Arendelle needs to be destroyed in order for magic mist to go away. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is. Correction, they need to destroy the bridge that was built. But destroying destroying the dam will cause Arendelle to drown. So, not directly they need to destroy Arendelle, but the consequences of the thing that needs to be done will destroy Arendelle. Arendelle doesn't get destroyed, however. Spoiler. Because happy ending. Because happy ending. It's Disney. We need the happy ending. What I don't understand... If we don't have the happy endings, the kids will be sad. I would have been willing to let that slide if they didn't happy build endings. up... Happy endings. To Arendelle... <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. ...being destroyed. Because from the very beginning of the movie, when, you know, Magic Crystal Spice just decides to fill the... Magic yes, Crystal I said what I said. Spice. Oh my God. Magic Crystal Spice just decides to fill the air... Arendelle was evacuated. Yeah. So 
no lives would have been lost. Yeah, the city could have been fucking destroyed, but who cares when you have a queen that can just build a mansion out of ice off air? Like, but only she would be comfortable. She is the ice queen. Right? Right. So <laughs> Elsa comes back to life and saves Arendelle from drowning. Oh, time is on a whole plot that in order for her to get the message to everyone else, Elsa had to die. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a, a lot of explanation for this movie should be followed by, I guess. Yeah. It was... It was... I feel like... It was a, weird. A lot of, like... Okay. I enjoy me some good foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I really do. What about the five shadow? No, just just four. Four oh. is a nice even number. No, nah, but five is a prime number. No. No, four. Four is good. No. That means you have, like, two couples, and then you can have a double date. That's terrible. Because then what what happens when one couple uh, get into an argument, and now it's awkward, because now we got to separate the two of them so they don't try to, like, stab each other with their butter knives. But then you have a different couple, because, like, one will console one couple member and the other will console yes and now you just you just integrated the couples and that's when we fall and that's when they fall in love and then you see the two (laughs) wives walk off together and the two husbands like have a bromance all of a sudden that seems to be blossoming into something very beautiful that i don't want to get into and then it might just escalate into a into a foursome when no the couple that was initially arguing get over it i need everybody wins okay once you go butt stuff, you don't go back. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I enjoy me some good foreshadowing. Uh, one of the general rules of writing is that, um, <clears throat> metaphorically, if you show a gun in in the first in the first chapter, it should go off by by the second or third. Basically, it doesn't have to be pointed out, obviously. It can just be put there. And one of those things that you might notice on a second viewing. That wasn't this movie. This movie was, hey, remember this thing. Okay, I'm going to bring it up again. Okay, hey, I want you to remember this other thing. Okay, time for me to bring that up too continue until like an hour and however the fuck long this movie is that movie felt long like it felt long with nothing happening (laughs) i felt like Kristoff. i felt lost in the woods (laughs) i too was lost in the woods my friend i empathize with you on that front I my one thing with the Kristoff thing is that he was sitting down in the we were sitting down in the theater and he was like I feel like I know the song it's like you don't know the song it's like it's like on the tip of my tongue it's like you're the inspiration oh shit because <laughs> it was a fucking eighties rock ballad it's, it was terrible anyways this movie was a was a was I can't even say like a like a a lot of segmented good scenes that were just put together. There were like one or two scenes that were really, really outstanding. Uh, it, like I said, Into the Unknown is a really good song. I I enjoy it. 
I can't remember Anna's song for shit. Anna had a song? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, emotional yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, like, I know you said it early in the episode, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because I remember this point in time. You said it just now, and I've already forgotten. I'm just like, you you really trying to make me feel sad about Olaf, and it's not, it's, honey, it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> I would have felt, I would have felt something more of like, Anna had died or something. Like, if she had gotten hurt or something, something like that, you know, I would have felt something more. And, and even, even something that they were trying, they were trying to go for metaphorically, they literally just pointed it out at the end of the movie. Like, the point of Anna, Anna and Elsa being separated at the halfway mark of the movie is, I guess, to say that. To parallel their parents, whereas one parent comes from the side of magic and the other comes from the side of royalty. So they need to be in two separate places in order to bridge the gap that was created because of their grandfather. And I'm like, okay, that's a nice metaphor, I guess. Very sloppily executed, but okay. So after this whole time when Anna thinks Elsa's fucking dead <laughs> and Elsa just comes riding back up on her magical not water but now ice horse. It was not a water horse. It was ice whenever she rode it. Mm. Right? So she's just like, Hey, what happened? Like what do we, I thought you were dead, like what do we do? Like how did this happen? It's like our mother had two daughters. Yes, that is how mathematics works. <laughs> you are correct about that. So, we both bridged the gap because you were here in Arendelle and I was fucked off into some mountain. I was fucked off. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, Jesus Christ. I hate that I'm not, like, super articulate about this because it's been so long and I've, I've, had, my, I've had my rages about this movie already. But... Every time I think about it, the good bits want to stand out to me more than the bad bits. Even though there were just so many of it. It's, it's, just, it's just a lot. It's so much. That's why I'm not mad at the movie. I don't hate it. I'm just insanely disappointed because it had so much potential to be a good movie. Like, even if you just like made a standalone movie of just Elsa... Like, fuck off all the other characters. Keep Anna if you want. Because again, I'm really questioning that level of chemistry that they had in that movie. But, you know what, keep Anna if you want. Because obviously they were trying to insinuate that even though they're getting along again after being separated for so long, their relationship is still unhealthy to a degree. Because Anna's like insanely codependent. Meanwhile, Elsa's trying to figure herself out. So, halfway, or at least at some point at the movie, you kind of feel the ending coming where Elsa just like fucks off into the woods and Anna becomes Queen of Arendelle instead. Because, you know, she's the one with the boyfriend. Uh, he's trying to propose. Let them be king and queen. I'll go do magic stuff in the woods with the giant rock. Giants. 
I'm still at the fucks off in the woods part. <laughs> she went. She went. She fucked off into the woods. Okay. I don't know how else to put it. Like, you could be a little bit more articulate. With no. This no. <laughs> movie uh, wasn't goddamn articulate about it. Wow. So you've been romantic for about half an hour. I hope you're proud of yourself. Yes, I had a lot to say about this movie. And, and you now, didn't say anything. And now I'm glad it's documented, because I wanted this movie to be better. That's all I wanted. I just wanted, I just wanted the first not direct to DVD Disney sequel to be better. I, for me, I, I don't like musicals. I'm, I'm not a big fan of musicals. And it's very, it's, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Comment section, calm down, please. There's very, I don't care, the fuck? <laughs> um, there are very few musicals that are out there that I can sit down and say, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, um, Cats, I actually like. The original Cats. Not that fucking scary thing that was last year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, um, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge was actually the musical that got me to even consider musicals. To be honest. Now, I've been recommended one or two others, so it's like, okay, no problem. I didn't like Frozen 1 because it was a musical. I felt like every time something happened, there had to be a song. Yeah. We are cutting ice. Because yeah, we are cutting, cutting ice. ice. That that immediately. I mean, that immediately and, and, did I mean, it for in me. all fairness, the musical part of the movie kind of fucked off like halfway through too. Amen. Like but, it was, the first half of this movie was a musical. I felt I felt like they they didn't want to read like kill it with musicals because they because keep in mind, um, let it go happened like what, and at the end of the first act. Yeah. And they, I guess they wanted um, Anti Unknown to be the same because it happened at the end of the first act. I would, I would, it, I didn't happen at the end of the first act, but well, into, like, yeah, into, it was the, in the first act. into the Unknown would be the inciting incident, I guess. They yeah. wanted that other song, um, um, yeah, keep, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. keep going. Um, you get, you remember, show, show yourself, yeah. They the wanted, was that? that was the song she was singing when she like let her hair down and she got a new dress and she was fucking off in that cave. Oh, wait, you, mean... <laughs> 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 I want everyone to know how this movie made me feel, okay? I feel like your thing from, from, Good Lord from Facebook is everybody's fucking off, anyways. Um. <laughs> My my feelings on it was I don't like musicals, but I can say that the plot of the first one was pretty. It was all right. I I enjoyed it. If I if I could sit down and and tolerate all of the singing for no reason, I felt like it was pretty okay. Right. I preferred it when it was the the story of the Ice Witch, which would is what it was based on originally. And right. I've recently had the opportunity to, um hear the full story about it mm. because I wasn't reading it because I can't find it so luckily John um, John had the whole had already read it and broke it down so it was like really good yeah so listening so actually going to part two I kind of had hope believe it or not I was like okay I could have tolerated the first one maybe I could tolerate the second one too it's I kid you not the movie started off not the best, but it started off much, to me, it started off much better than Frozen 1. It had my interest. Yeah. It had my interest in the beginning. And into the unknown, I was like, okay, they building up all these things going going for it and whatnot. 
like when Elsa and Anna were singing and it was like she was doing the lullaby I was like mm, I know what you're doing I was like oh they're so cute they're so gay uh huh shut up <laughs> you shut up so it was like I yeah. won't it was like yeah I enjoyed it and then Anna knew exactly so sorry Elsa knew exactly what she had to do and Anna was just there being a hindrance <sighs> That that's the best way to describe it Olaf was Olaf was suddenly really intelligent. He was having an existential crisis, I told you. Like, he was really intelligent in this movie for no reason. <laughs> Kristoff was there. He was there to spout random exposition under the guise of having an existential crisis. He was there. He had an alias rock ballad that I absolutely hated. <laughs> Did it uh, inspire you? It, I, I hated it so much. <laughs> I thought I hated the it's, first. It is so funny because like some some people this. say that that is their favorite part of the movie. Just that, only that. <laughs> I fucking hated that. I I kid you not. I could have done without that. I was very tempted to get up and walk out the movie, then walk out the theater. I'm not gonna lie. But he couldn't because I was holding him hostage. She really was. Like she but had I, my hand and everything. Yeah. So I sank a little deeper into my seat. <laughs> At that point, I was already like. The my my neck, the back of my head was already where like where my shoulders would be, and at that point like my back was actually on the bottom seat. I swear to God, the best part of watching that in the theaters was the reactions of both Nick and our friends that we were with because like one of our other friends, I know she was enjoying the movie, and I'm I'm gonna be really sorry when she hears this because I know she likes it, but our other friend like me and him basically we were just. Literally, anytime something off the wall happened, we just turned and looked at each other like, Did, are we? Is this the same movie? Yes, it is. <laughs> like, like, yes, it is. And yeah. we, but when that, when that 80s rock ballad started, we just started I, fucking dying. Like, I hated it like, so much. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I knew we shouldn't have been... Like, there were a bunch of kids in the theaters and I knew we shouldn't have been laughing. But there were two times, two times during that movie where I laughed inappropriately. It was that, and is when I heard this little kid behind me crying because Olaf died. I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> like you're terrible. I, I had I, that I actually had to cover my mouth because I was just like fucking sad over Ugh. a dumbass. It's like, a kid. Man. A kid. <laughs> I know, I know, and I forgive him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because he should know better. Because you can't, you can't do anything but be stupid and dumb right now. Okay, but yeah, I was really. I I guess it felt like everything was unnecessary in the movie. When they saw the fire spirit, the water spirit, all the wind spirit, um, the water horse jutsu, everything just felt unnecessary. Jesus fuck, you said that, and I even forgot that that was a thing that happened. Yes, because they had to encounter all of the spirits. Sure. Yeah, I remember more of the movie than you do, and you hate it. Well, you're disappointed by it. Oh, no, I... I, I remember the general idea... The, see, now you notice the key problem we're having right now, right? We just called off, like, 16 different plots in this one movie. It's too many plots. Exactly. 
And that was the primary, but this movie had a tone problem. Yeah, it really did. It had a serious tone problem. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but all in all, I'd, I'd give Frozen 2... I'd break even with it. I'd give it a 5 out of a five out of 10. I, it would score higher on, on my... On my radar, not because it was a bad movie. And anybody who likes the movie, there's nothing wrong with that. Eventually, you'll have good days. But, um, it was like, it wasn't terrible. It just could have been better. Like, like Ty said, it was the first, it was the first not direct to DVD sequel that Disney did. And I felt like it had the plot of a direct to DVD movie. Were you right about that? That's what it felt like. That's well, it's Magic like. Adventure. Is that you? Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> so, me. It's my turn to talk about my tarot, my sequels. Oh, let me give it my rating. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I give it a fuck off to your room and think about what you did out of 10. Wow. Uh, on a numerical scale, <laughs> what number would that be? About a four. A four? Okay. Wow, I actually... I was nicer than you. Oh, wow. You were. Because and, I, and I hate musicals, so there you go. Again. If you kept the stuff with Elsa, and you kept the stuff with Elsa and Anna, and sh- maybe streamline that plot a little bit, like, been, like, yeah, it, it would have been, been fine. fine. Like, it would have been completely fine. But you yeah. did, you tried to do too much shit at once. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. So, DreamWorks. We can open up this They're far box. better at sequels than they, Disney They is. really are, but they have an issue with the number three. Yeah, they so do. So... Let me know. I'm gonna go on a limb and say this. I I love DreamWorks as a, as a as an animated studio. I like their works. Mm-hmm. Even before they really did like full 3D animations, like they had the, some. Their 2D movies are great. Their 2D movies are great. But I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about two in particular. Oh, I know there's okay. a third. I know there's a third, but I can't remember it right now. The first one would be How to Train Your Dragon. And the second one would be Kung Fu Panda. Oh boy. Now, let it be known that Kung Fu Panda came out in what, 2000 and some year, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought I wasn't going to like it. I honestly thought I wasn't going to like it because I didn't watch it when it came to theaters. I wa- I think I watched it when it came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, this movie is actually pretty good. Why didn't they give this a chance? So it's kind of like when that happened. Um, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I should probably... Part 2 is coming out. And I was like, oh, geez, Part 2 is coming out. I can't wait to see it. And I saw the preview for it. And I was like, Hiccup's a grown-ass fucking man. You're right. My man is a man. Oh, Everybody oh, grew oh, up... You started to... No, no, no. Okay. no, no okay. Part 2. Like, okay. this is, like, keep in mind, in Part 1, he was, like, all young and gangly and stuff. And Part 2 was when he, like, beefed up a little bit. No, I get that. But you started talking about... Kung Fu Panda. Oh, sorry. Sorry, How to Train Your Dragon I was confused. Ah, sorry. Yes. Okay, so we're talking about How to Train Your Dragon. We're talking about How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, gotcha. Talk about How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) Now, in in part, we, if you haven't, uh, if you don't know the story of How to Train Your Dragon, shoot yourself in the foot. But, the plot of it is is that the Vikings hunt the dragons because the dragons come and eat their stock. Um... There's one dragon in particular that nobody has ever seen or managed to hit. And the main character has managed to ca- has managed to capture it and injure it. But due to parallels that he sees himself in the dragon, he lets the dragon go. But the dragon can't fly because it's injured. So 
due to the parallels I see in it, he befriends the dragon, and basically they build a somewhat symbiotic relationship. He gets the advantage of flight with the dragon, and the dragon can actually fly thanks to him. Things ensue because he's learning things about dragon. He becomes the top dragon slayer by not killing a single dragon. And due to his exam, he had to kill a dragon. And instead of killing it, he tried to befriend it, and it goes all to shit. His dragon friend actually comes, tries to save him, and all hells break loose. Yeah. So his dad, who is the chief of their village, captures his dragon and takes it back to their, to the dragon's lair, their nest. Actual hell breaks loose <laughs> when they come to find out that all the dragons, they're not afraid of the Vikings. They're more afraid of their alpha, their queen. And she eats them if they don't bring back enough food. So, you know, stuff happens and, you know, things happen and come to find out the parallel between the two is is kind of enhanced even more because... It, it becomes physical as opposed to just metaphor, emotional. Yeah. yeah. Because whereas a dragon lost a piece of its, its wing, its tail wing, he lost a, a leg. He lost a leg from the knee down. So it's kind of like at that point, things happen now... The Vikings now welcome the dragons. They actually welcome the dragons into that village because of it. Part two happens where it's kind of like more things happen. I want to go into part two. I feel like I'm going forever for this. But um, part two is basically a continuation of part one. Whereas like this is now the life with dragons. Correct. Think people are coming to take our dragons. We must defend our dragons. Right. Through defending our dragons, the main character's dragon actually, I guess, matures into an alpha. And he is now the leader of the dragons. And the main character's father dies a little early in the movie. So now, whereas his dragon is the leader of dragons, he is the leader of all these people. So the parallel between the two of them is hands even more. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Then come on, then come fuck off part three. Oh, Jesus. Part three... There were some characters in there, the sub, the sub characters, and it felt like all of the sub characters, they have their quirks about them, and like Taya said, they just took that dial, turned it all the way to the right, and, broke and then it. broke it, <laughs> because they were so fucking annoying. It's gonna be like, hey, we'll leave Ashton and Hiccup alone, but you remember how much of a tool Snot Loud is? Let's make it worse. And let's make him hit on Hiccup's mom for no like reason. the jock? The twins? They were... Let's I make them more know. annoying. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fish legs, you're fine. You, you're, no, you're still, he wasn't. You're still smart. No, he wasn't. It was like he was... He was like... They made him unnecessarily nerdy. Like, I know... I get he's the... He covers the nerd archetype. Yeah. And the group dynamic. But it felt like they were trying to make him nerdy. As opposed to letting it flow naturally, like how it did in part one. Yeah. As like he, because he has studied all the drag, the books on the dragons, he knows all the, the quirks and ins and outs of dragons. Mm-hmm. He knows dragons' weaknesses and stuff like that. Yeah. He himself is not a good dragon, um, dragon slayer. Yeah. But yeah. he knows stuff he has, about dragons. He has that information. So when the end of the movie comes down and the main character, 
Hiccup asked him, hey, break it down for me. Give us a weak point. It's like he was able to break it down just by looking at the dragon because he has that knowledge. Mm -hmm. That is a good character design. I can't tell you what the fuck he did in part three. I can't tell you what any of them did except be annoying. <laughs> like, like the plot for part three is basically, hey man, your boy, your boy reaching maturity, so you know we gotta mate. And that's it. And no, know. that's it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Toothless need to get some leg. But I, but in all honesty, the plot of it was was that they meet where they thought. Um, Hiccups, the main character's dragon, Toothless, was the last of his kind. Come to find out, there's a female. A girl yeah. Night Fury. Yeah, a girl Night Fury. So, she is the only female. Hijinks ensues where Hiccup tries to get his buddy laid, you know, trying to be a wingman. That didn't quite work out. So, he's like, hey, man, let me do this on my own. So, Meanwhile, ignoring his own betrothed situation. Hey, man. Were they engaged? They were. Like, Holy shit! They see they he said that from part two. Like, Astrid is his future daughter-in-law, and basically the whole, I don't know, like the fro- the whole first half of the movie, people kept bringing up his like his marriage to Astrid, and he just kept like studiously ignoring it as if he didn't wasn't to trying to get t- with Astrid from part one and part two, and and then all of a sudden they have some sort of like battle chemistry, and it's just like you know I just remembered. I find you hot. I, too, find you hot as well. Also. Like, what was that? <laughs> it was like, the, the main villain for part three was just bad. It was like, he just wanted to kill Night Furious for whatever reason. And all in the whole, there are only two Night Furious left, so well, I gotta go the, kill the, them, too. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Just, just, for anyone that didn't watch the movie, the, the Lady Night Fury was actually bait. Because this guy supposedly... Not originally. This guy supposedly killed all of the other Night Furies by using the girl Night Fury as bait. And when he found out that there is still a Night Fury that exists, he decided that will be his main goal for this movie, to kill that Night Fury in particular. Mm, That's not exactly what happened. She wasn't exactly bait. He caught her and used her as bait to get the last one. Because he realized there were two left as opposed to just one. He thought there was only one left, and that was Hiccup's own. So what happened was, is he captured the other one when he realized there were two, and used her as bait to get Hiccup's own, because he killed all of them. Keep in mind, he said he exterminated them. All of them. Not just Hiccup's own. Because that would leave a really big plot hole, whereas, like, if she's a female, and he's killing, and she only attracts the male, what about the other females? He just killed them just for shits and giggles? But yeah. Seems like the thing. Um, basically, there was a lot going on with part three, and it's more like, it was, it was really, it was really bad. I don't know. Like, it was bad. Like, I'm not going to go and is, about it, but it was, it was bad. With part, part two was really, really good. Like, it did what a sequel is supposed to do. It expands on the universe, um, on the characters, and it has a plot of its own. Like, it can stand, like, that's the thing about DreamWorks' second sequels. It's almost as if they're always better than the first movie. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, like even from, from Shrek onward, it's like every time they do a part two to something, it's bound to be better than the first because they expand on the, they expand on the plot and the world. They do a really good job at that. 
like Drago is a pretty hard villain to talk. That Drago dude was, was scary. Yeah, Drago was was. I I kid you not. Drago is is who I would make in a D and D game if I wanted to be evil way. Like the thing is, like you have this guy who claims your dragons don't fucking scare me, bro. Why? Because I took an alpha. You know, the dragon that all the other dragons are scared of? I took one of the alphas, and I made him my bitch. <laughs> what do you even say to that? Like, hey, man. Real dog. Like, like Drago was, like, he was a, Drago he was was a, a cool villain. scary-ass fucking, like... He was a nice villain. Like, you know you in for a hell of a time when, when Hiccup's dad, Stoic. Stoic ain't scared of nothing. This man was like, you know what? I'll die... Th- Taking on my mistake from the first movie. I should have listened to my kid, but I didn't. So I'm a fucking die fighting this dragon with my bare hands. My guy had an M Drago and he's just like, nope. Like he didn't want he didn't want no part of it. He really didn't want any part of it. It's not like it wasn't like he was afraid of Drago. It's more like he was afraid of what he'd do because Drago was threatening them. So it's more like, hey man, Drago say hey, can he coming for our dragons? We need to move our dragons. Full stop. Period. The end. Ain't no getting around this. Yeah, but the villain in the third movie is like, like, he's like... He's just there. He's just supposed to be smart and quote-unquote smarter than Hiccup, who's pretty damn fucking intelligent. So it's like... To me, it just felt like he was just... He was lackluster. He had some dragon minions that he would... He had hopped up on cocaine or or something. Something like that. Yeah. And Hiccup was making really bad decisions in that movie. It was like, all of a sudden, all of his, intelli- all of his intelligence was reduced. Mm-hmm. It's like, he was being all smarter. Yes, I know there's a um, a series in between mm-hmm. called The Riders of Burks and the rest of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The TV series. I don't want to count it as canon, mm-hmm. but I guess it is. I'm not counting. Half of those characters. Well, actually, I can't count it as canon because some of those characters in there never showed up again. Yeah. Like, DreamWorks does this thing where they where their series becomes TV series sorry their movies some of their movies become TV series and fuck those (laughs) it it just felt like Hiccup was just making general bad decisions it wasn't like he was a bad leader Mm. it was just that he was just making bad decisions it was like he didn't want to let Toothless go I guess the, the plot of the movie was letting go and moving on right and that was the one thing he didn't want to do. And eventually he he had to do it. Mm-hmm. He had to let Toothless go to basically be a leader. You know, to me, what would have been better for that movie? Like, in part two, they really... Sorry, in part one, they really showed the parallels between Hiccup and Toothless and the way they connected. And they kept that going on in part in part two. Where basically both of them became leaders in their own right. Uh, Toothless became the new alpha and Hiccup became chief. I thought they were going to do that in the third movie where it's like, oh, Toothless is finding a mate and Dragon's quote-unquote mate for life. So obviously, if he finds a mate, he's going to want to move on. So I thought that they were going to do that with him and Astrid. Since at the very beginning of the movie, the first thing somebody makes a comment about is him and Astrid getting married. But, like, nothing happened between him and Astrid until, like, the halfway fucking point in the movie where they're having this big fight and it's just supposed to be this 
weird ass like this one scene of them just like fighting side by side and then they just have this like this look across the room like yeah yeah that's hot you're hot i don't know about you it's like seeing the woman you like all hot and sweaty i'm covered (laughs) in blood with axe now and i'm like i did that it's so weird like asher was asher was pretty aggro in the first movie but you know it's whatever she was very well balanced in the second movie where she was the voice of reason and she continued to be that in part three but i felt that like that's all it was like hiccups going through a thing and asher's just saying something that makes sense it does it's not anything that affects their relationship it wasn't coming from a place of emotion i was like very detached yeah it was more like i'm just like you know he's probably not gonna come back right like it's like, gee, thanks. <laughs> like, like, it was so strange because I'm like, it's almost as if you fuck, you could have gift wrapped a gift, had that plot point gift wrapped to the audience, but you didn't do anything with yeah, it. Instead, it you want to focus on dumbass shit like Snot Loud trying to hit on Hiccup's mom for whatever fuck. For whatever like, reason. Why are you such an asshole? And by God, the twins. Jesus Christ. There's a reason why their screen time was limited in the first two movies. But just having, just just having a scene alone with just Roughnut in it, like when she, for some reason Toughnut didn't realize that his fucking sister got left behind and she's just right. being annoying with the villain for like five like minutes straight up, and it's like Jesus fucking Christ, man, I did not come here for this. Like she was annoying for no reason. Stop. But overall, I I'd say that. It wasn't a bad movie. It was just lackluster. Yeah. It felt like they could have ended the series a bit better. Mind you, the visuals in the movie is pretty good. And I felt like they tweaked Toothless Design a little too much mm. in between, like, from the first movie up until the third. Yeah. The second movie was fine. It didn't look so bad. But mm. it was very noticeable in part three for me. But it was it was overall a good movie. The one thing that I did not like the most about part three was the fact that there was a time skip at the end of the movie and Hiccup is no longer a young adult. He is a man. He is a man's man. He is a man with a beard. Yep. And he has two children. True sign of Viking manlyhood. They look at least... The oldest girl looks like she is at least six to seven. Yeah. Right? So at least 60... At the very least, six to seven years has already passed. Mm -hmm. Please tell me why they have the same exact voice actor from part one playing this grown-ass man. It seemed so weird. I mean... Like, get it. Yeah, that voice voice should not come out of that mouth. His nasally voice comes out in part one. You'd be like, okay, cool. It comes out in part two, but it seemed a bit more robust. It seemed more confident. Yes. It seemed like it was the same thing for the last thing. I I, would have appreciated if they got a different voice. It's strange because, like, I always thought, like, Toothless from the first movie, I felt like his voice was... Even though... Toothless? Sorry, hiccup. Hiccup. I mean, sorry. Uh, the voice actor's name's Jay. Like, yeah. I could have stood Hiccup's voice being a little bit nasalier and lighter in the first movie. Like, I always thought that his voice was like pretty deep for someone who's so like small and scrawny. Mm-hmm. The voice suited him in part two. In part two, right? Yeah, but like, nigga, you a whole ass man with children, and you really should not be sounding like this anymore. Like, like in part two, he was in his early twenties. Yeah, that makes sense. You like thirty now, maybe like maybe. somewhere late twenties, early thirties at best. 
sir, that mouth, that voice does not need to be coming out of that mouth. Like, it's kind of like when you look at Jay, like, yeah, that's your voice. We, like, you look at Jay and be like, that's his voice. But seeing it come out of Hiccup as an adult, it didn't. It was weird. It was weird. I don't know, but part three... Okay. DreamWorks and their part three... I don't know if you can get to that. It's like, with with this, it was... It, I, never, I actually never watched Shrek the Third. <laughs> don't. So... No, really don't. I've watched majority, if not all, of Shrek movies. Yeah, so I, I didn't... I didn't... I don't really know how the sequels fare after a certain point from then, but like with this one, because I think I watched part three, part three for this came out before or after Kung Fu Panda 3? It came out after. after. Okay. So it was from Kung Fu Panda 3 where it's just like... Don't we get into that? This don't was... Worry. This don't was okay. Don't, don't worry. We get into Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I say if... I say if... I did... Yeah. How to Drain Your Dragon first because it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was lackluster but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like I... Okay. You tied up all the loose ends. You came here to tie up. It was okay. Yeah. That's it. it oh, was, that was it. It yeah, was. It was okay. It was all right. Like part two, I will watch part two over and over again, and, love, s- and love still it. get like chills from certain scenes. I could watch part one like, or part two anytime. Like Stoic's death scene is one of those things that like, hurt. Yeah, straight up. Like it'll never not hurt. I wouldn't say it's up there with Mufasa's death, but it's one of those things. Hey man, it's definitely one of those things. Father sacrificed himself for his son. Straight. Straight up. Like, you remember that thing that they said from the first movie? It's like, if a Night Fury aims at you, you're done. You're finished. Pretty you're much. dead. Hey, man. And, <laughs> and they, they, didn't, they didn't even try play that off. It was like, oh, he got shot point blank oh, from dead. a Night Fury. Oh, yeah, he done. Dead. He finished. He's dead. There was no uh, last breath, give you my last word. Nah, he's just No, dead. he's straight up dead. And the, the Viking funeral, the Viking style funeral that they did for him was... That yeah, was, was good. That was nice. I, it always just breaks me a little bit when it's like, this is the same set of people, right? Like, how did y'all go from this to, eh, it's okay. I felt like they were trying, I felt like they tried to just wrap it up. Yeah. And that was the problem. They just tried I, to wrap it up neatly, as neatly and cleanly as possible. I so hate that feeling, though. Like I think it was because they still tried to make it for young kids. Yeah. With young kids in mind. Because keep in mind, the people who, who are going to watch Part 3 are the people who watch Part 1 and Part 2. And we grew up watching Part 1 and Part 2. So for anybody, it's the continuation is really for us. Mm-hmm. The, the adults who, or the young adults who watched it. Yeah. When they were younger. But now the problem with that is, is how do we get, keep the kids entertained? I think that's where all the extraness came from. I, I kind of get that, but like, I like, just to sort of segue a little bit, I, I like it when things kind of, when you make a sequel to something, you grow it up with the audience, essentially. Like, when I think about Avatar, um, I watched Avatar when I was like 11, 12 years old. It wasn't that young. Yeah, I was. Because Avatar came out, I think, around when I just went into high school. Really? Because yeah, I was in... So, was I in junior... No, I was in high school when Avatar came out. So was no, I. No, wait. I, <laughs> wait. No, I was in junior high school. So was I. I was 11 when I went into high school. Nah. Yes. wasn't that young. Yes, nah. I was. Nah. So, like, Avatar came out around then. And then when The Legend of Korra came out, 
<laughs> okay, you Google it. But when The Legend of Korra came out, I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. But a really good example, a really fucking good example of a sequel that grew up with his audience, Samurai Jack. Oh, yes. Like, Dendi Tartar Sauce, you fucking knew what you were doing, sir. <laughs> you were 13. I was? Which? Yes, it came out in 2005. Okay, that makes... That, that makes way more sense. Because I was that like, no, I was, you were too young. That means I was in like... 8th, ninth grade. Yeah, because I was like, that was Sorry, way I, too I don't know why I thought it came out when I was just in 7th grade. No. That means I would have been in ninth, and I didn't start watching Avatar up until I went in Thingam. It didn't come out until I was in high school. Okay, so Avatar came out when I was like in 8th grade, basically. Yeah, more or less. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but I felt like Korra was a bit more of an adult version of of Avatar. There's people, this is, this is not for the people who have their issues with the Legend of Korra. We will have an episode about that. Okay? Hashtag leave my girl Korra alone. But Samurai Jack? That is a show that grew up with its audience. It really like, did. like there was such a there was how long of a gap between at least 10 years. Exactly. At like least. So literally anybody who watched Samurai Jack they were either like ten, ten teens, yeah, yeah, or teenagers. So anyone who grew up with Samurai Jack are in their twenties, going into their thirties. That show, that sequel, that continuation was not for children. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. That's the reason why I came out in Tsunami, and I love it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we could talk about Jack some other times. So. Wow, it came out when I was eleven, two thousand one. Yeah. So, Kung Fu Panda three. Alright, so... Tell me about it. We're gonna go to... Suck the ass, but... <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 3. Kung Fu Panda... I kind of mean that. Kung Fu Panda 3 was Kung Fu Panda 1 and Kung Fu Panda 2. Wrapped up like... It's the same shit. But instead of gold shit, they sprayed it silver. Ugh. That's it. That's, that's essentially it. If you watch Kung Fu Panda 1, you've essentially watched Kung Fu Panda 2 and Kung Fu Panda 3. Stuff happens. Training montage. Things need to happen. Uh, find out that, hey man, there's more to it than meets the eye. Oh no. Well, I guess I need to go and learn this thing that I didn't think I know. Hard lesson is learned. Comes back, beats the bad guy. The end. You know, typical Kung Fu movie. <laughs> but um, to go on to it, the reason why, I kid you not, I like Kai as a villain. Not because he was particularly evil or anything. He, he was just kind of cool. He was just... He was a cool villain. He was a cool villain. Like a quirky... I liked Corky not taking himself so too, seriously. Did, yeah, that's the thing about it. He didn't take himself too serious. Like, mind you, he was, he was not above killing people, just like Shao. Shao killed a guy. I mean, Shen. Shen, sorry. Shen killed a guy. Shen killed many guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shen is a murderer. No, Shen was unhinged. That's what I like about oh. Shen. I kid you not. Shen was Before crazy. I get to part three, let me talk about Shen. I like, I, I really like Kung Fu Panda 2. Simply because in Kung Fu Panda 2, it's like, po hard Kung Fu. But something essentially came to light that beat Kung Fu. Which is essentially, for long, for the long and short of it, what do you do when you, when your Henry brings a gun to a fist fight? Yeah. That's essentially much. what it came down to. Shan brought a cannon. A literal cannon. No joke. And he had a bunch of them. They thought there were only one. Nah, son. There was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. And come, come to find out, everything happened because Shen heard a prophecy that uh, 
a warrior of black and white will, will defeat him. So Basically, what do we do with that? So genocide. So this dude legit committed genocide. And he did a bad job at it too. Yeah, he really did a bad job. But for all the sense, for all sense and purposes, everybody thought that there were no more pandas. Correct. They were in hiding. Yes. Now, we didn't know that until the end of part two. Mm-hmm. But even when Poe had defeated Shan, he was like, how did you do it? How did you beat me? I scarred you for life. How how did you how did you beat me? Is like, like, sir, I want you to know this isn't gonna be some sort of redemption arc for me. I went out of my way to make you miserable. Like straight up. Like, and I will do it a fucking again. Like he really <laughs> he really did. You know? Like Shen was insane. Like even at the end when he was defeated, Poe tried to save him, and the dude was like, "Oh, there's a cannon falling on me. I accept my fate." Hey man, he's just gonna take the scar out. Like uh, if I die, I die. If I die, I die. <laughs> So, yeah, I really like Shen. Now, going from Shen going into uh, um, Kai. Was it Kai? I believe so. Sorry, that, I erased. It was, it, was, it was a really long I wouldn't, movie. I wouldn't say I've erased that movie, but it was just so it was so basic. I mean, it came out four years ago, so... Um, it, was, it was quite some time, so I can understand if you don't remember. Yeah, it was no, Kai. No, I remember the plot. It was just a fucking basic ass plot like, yeah it was and you saw I'd, it coming a mile away yeah like okay so at the end of kung fu panda 2 we established that the pandas are still alive and in particular poe's father is still alive like we know his mother died that woman is gone gone yeah they made sure they they showed that in part two yeah but his father is still alive and is essentially i guess the quote-unquote leader of this panda village we're gonna go on the assumption that that is the case. So, part three is Poe's dad coming to actively look for him because, for the power of intuition, I guess, he realized that his son is alive. So, he's come from his panda village to come and find Poe, and guess what? He finds Poe, and Poe realizes off the bat hey, that's my dad. They have some same. They had some hobbits. Yeah. So, for some odd reason, Poe's dad tells him that he can teach him this mythical kung fu technique that can defeat Kai, but he'll just have to come back to the village with him. He. It's a liar reveal story. That's it. This is supposed to be my ranch, you know. Sorry. Carry on. No, too late. No, Keep going. It's, it's not. It's not. No. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. So the Fire Nation then attacked. Wait, that would be a <laughs> whole better movie. Wow. <laughs> it would? So, yeah. Basically, what ends up happening is that um, Poe's dad basically lies to him, tells him that he can't teach him this technique because he doesn't know it. Because apparently, the pandas originally did know the technique. Yeah. And... There's a thing going on, like, where Poe tries to fight Kai. Kai defeats him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, man, how do I train these people who can't be trained? You don't train them. You basically enhance the things that they can already do. They already have set skills. Just Utilize. teach them how to use their skills the same way how... How Shifu taught Poe yeah, yeah. how to fight with food. How to fight with food. Yeah. So it was like, hey, man, I train you by not training you. It's like, how do you train somebody who can't be trained? Yeah. Like, they train you by not training you. 
So all that happens, and then come to find out, uh, Poe's biggest thing is the one finger. What was it called? The wushu finger. The wushu finger hold. Yeah, basically, and basically killed Kai. That didn't work out, because Kai can't be killed. He's essentially, he's essentially, I guess, for lack of better terms, immortal. Immortal, because like, either I can't remember it or it's really unclear. But like, he basically came from the realm wherever Uwe fucked off to into the first movie. Dude, I swear. <laughs> like, okay, like Uwe. Yeah, Uwe did. I'm sorry. No, Uwe died. I love Uwe, but I know he died. But it kind of just seemed like he did whatever Iroh did inside, you know, after the end of Avatar. It's like, I'm not going to die, I'm just really. Going to the I'm just world. going to the spirit world. It's nicer there. It and, really was, you know. Like, I left my mortal body, but my spirit is... It's, in, it's in, definitely in, somewhere else. Yeah. That's where wherever the hell Uguay was. And it's just like, hey, I know you. Hey, I know you too. Let's fight. <laughs> the thing about it was, it's like, the fight scenes in there... I don't remember any of them. The fight scene between Ugwe and Kai in the beginning was really nice. The fight scene between... Yeah, that's it. I, I, the I fight li- scenes weren't that good. I literally don't remember any... Because, like... Okay. That's the reason why I like Kai. No, I lie. The fight between the five, Kai, and Shifu were all good. All of those fights were good. I'm glad you remember that. But any of the <laughs> fights that involved Poe or Tigress and Thingam wasn't good. Because don't forget, Kai captured everyone else except Tigress. Yeah, well, basically, correct, no correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, it's, yeah, it's I don't remember time. any of the fucking fight scenes from this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's been some time. But I think Shifu kind of gave himself up just so Tigress could... Yeah, he yeah. gave them a chance to escape. Yeah. So you got this dude who... First of all, he beat Ugwe. And then he didn't really beat Ugwe. Well, he turned him into Jade, and that was that was his thing. He turned him into like Jade zombies or yeah, whatever. He didn't really beat Ugwe. Ugwe is like, yeah, I can beat you, really, but you won't learn anything. What is with Ugwe? Like you could. Anyway, <laughs> Ugwe was a boss. Ugwe straight up was like, hey man, I could beat you. But, you but won't then we won't anything. have a movie if I do that. <laughs> like, even in the end, when Uge was there, it's like, hey, man, I got a beat guy. But we wouldn't have a movie if I did that. It's like, so what do I do with this power? I don't know. You figure it out. Jesus. So, Kai beats, I'm using air quotes, Uge. And then he comes and just beats the five, minus Tigress, who didn't do much she of did anything in this movie. Nope, she did not do much. I was Angelina, digging her robes. She Angelina was, Jolie was just... She just wanted to get paid and leave. <laughs> I can't... See, she was Angelina Jolie did her, right did her role as Tigress really well in the first two movies. But she didn't have much to do. And, okay, with Poe in this third movie, I feel as though they were trying to make him just a little bit too... Strong, if that makes sense. No, no, they did. Like he's overpowered. He's, he's supposed to be the dragon warrior. Yeah, we get that. But he's supposed to build up to being really good at kung fu. Even in part two, where they've established that he's gotten significantly better at it, he still couldn't beat Tigress. No. Like in a straight up one on one fight, he still cannot beat Tigress. So he still has to learn. I guess not anymore. He learned this ancient panda technique and it's just, okay, 
No, he got he got the friend power up. <laughs> sure. Everyone gave everyone threw their hands up and gave him his key, and he instead of throwing the spirit bomb oh. at Kai, he absorbed it into Get himself. It. That's how he got it. Right. That's why he's so strong. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just it, and that was my biggest issue with Kung Fu Panda as a series is more so like, whereas you would see, whereas most series you would see growth, you didn't really see much growth. It's more like it was just in part handed one part, to him. Yeah, in part one and part two, there was the most growth. Which is in part one, he was already he was already strong enough to fight um um Tai Long. He was already strong enough to fight him. He just needed to believe that he could fight him. Yeah. That was it. That was the whole thing. That was the whole there was no secret ingredient. Yeah. For the whole thing. Right. It's just you. And the thing about it is, even his teachings with um with Master Shifu is what helped him. Like, when he was looking for the scroll, he imagined it was a dumpling, and that's what actually helped him. Like, yeah. he learned to fight through food. Yeah. So, that that's helped him visualize. In part two, it's like, okay, you see the improvement, whereas, like, hey, he's been a dragon warrior for quite some time. Yeah. I expect he's, him to be a bit better. He's now keeping up with the five. Right. But then he got some shit happened to him, and then he just magically mastered inner peace. Like, yeah, he was traumatized, and yeah, he got scarred and shit, but I mean, like, hey, man... He got some advice and it's like, <laughs> I could do this technique hey. that I never saw before. I saw it once and I've never trained before in my life. Hey man, Shifu said it himself. You have to go through some some extreme pain in order to master inner peace. I think it kind of helps that Poe is not a character who's like generally miserable to begin with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, just, he's a pretty happy guy. And then part three, he just got this fuck off power up. <laughs> I, I I deeply apologize for all of the fuck said in this episode. I don't. I'm not taking them back. No, you, but you I'm can't. S- I'm sorry for you. You literally can't. <laughs> I have to edit it, and I'm not taking them out. Just if you're gonna waste your time doing a sequel, not everything is gonna be perfect. Not everything is gonna be good. But it's like the things that always catches me about sequels is like should have just put this energy into doing an, another original mm-hmm. instead of like taking a universe that already exists taking one that you successfully made better the first time and then you try to do it again and it didn't work out <laughs> see that's the thing it was because of the end of part two they left it on i guess a cliffhanger because mm-hmm. it's like oh um you hear pose dad said he's alive his design completely changed by the way compared from the second movie to the third mm-hmm. so it was like Okay, so there's gonna be a Kung Fu Panda three. Yeah, you like, know that. No questions they, about that because they whatsoever. Left it, yeah, they left that open, mm-hmm. so they left it open ended. So it's kind of like you expect there to be part a part three, but it's kind of like the the plot of part three was. It was something I wouldn't say it was bad. Correction, I won't say it was terrible. It was bad. It's because it was a plot that you see coming a mile away. Yeah, the fact that his dad didn't teach him initially was already a red was already like throwing up some some warning flags. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was there all the time and they were burning and still no learning. Okay, no problem. Maybe he hasn't seen his son in such a long time. It's been years since he was an infant that, you know, maybe this is a thing. Only come up, uh, well, I can't teach you because I don't know it. Ah, there it is. I don't know, like, like, all those secrets of events did happen, but, like, from the moment he said, I could teach you the technique, my brain instantly went, this motherfucker lying. Of course. Like, That's and it's thought. just like, Poe is not the kind of character where I feel like you even need that plot device. Like, you're his father. 
he hasn't seen you since he was a literal baby. As far as he was concerned, there were no other pandas left. You didn't need to lie to him for him to go. Like, straight up. There was there was zero reason for you to have to lie to him. I mean, they tried to throw in a subplot between the two dots. Yeah, and it was stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. Like, it, it didn't need to happen. <laughs> like, my biggest issue with... Like... Well, not my biggest issue. I lie. My issue with how the movie ended, it was like... You've seen Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2. That's really all it is. He he learns a lot. He learns a lesson and, and that's it. Yeah. He wins. That was, that was the end. <laughs> like, I think, I think I remember having this thought after we came out of the theater. Like, the story could have, I think, been okay if they had just tweaked one or two things because... They insinuated that Poe's dad knows how to fight. Yeah, in the second movie. That's he, the reason why I was so confused. Yeah, but he didn't do any fighting in this. There that's was not barely that I remember. any fighting in the second Yeah, movie. you're right. Yeah. But, but if he was strong enough to defend not only himself, but some of the other villagers from the wolves, then clearly that man knows what he's doing. <laughs> that's number one. So if... If Kai could only be defeated by this quote-unquote, you know, mythical fuck-off technique that Wait, only, I don't even that only pandas know, I guess. Why not just have Kai aim for the panda village? And that would give Poe more than enough incentive to go to that village. You don't need to lie to him. And you can just have him build a relationship with his dad like make it awkward initially like they're trying they're trying to you know figure shit out they don't know how to be father and son maybe show him grieving over his wife over the loss of his wife maybe do that instead of just make them exactly the same right out the break oh we're both fat we like to eat yep that's my boy we had some we had some quirkiness too that you only could have gotten for me yeah, I felt like, like that. Like, don't you think it would have been a much more interesting movie as, let's say, like, Paul's mom sacrificed herself to save him. Like, what if his dad was kind of holding a little bit of resentment because of that? Like, not necessarily directed at Poe, but maybe he just didn't know how to handle that. Yeah, it's kind of like... Like, that could have been a whole other kind of movie if they took that route. But yeah, it's kind of like, you. I didn't even know you were alive as far as I knew you both were dead. Exactly. And, like... You know, but they played it safe. And I... It's, it's crazy to me after Kung Fu Panda 2, all of the things that they did in that movie. You, you just... Shen killed the guy. Straight up, like, oh, oh, you Kung Fu Master. Let's see how well you fare against the gun, so... I ain't even talking about um, Master flying around here. I'm talking about the wolf with the one eye. What? I get straight up through blades into this dude's throat, boy. That poor wolf. He was so good. Ah, <laughs> With his one eye. With his one eye. <laughs> but, like... It's like he fought like a demon. Ha! Ah, he was so big and snuggly. Ha! Ah, kind of posh and cuddly. <laughs> I like that wolf. I miss that wolf. But, like... I remember thinking that throughout... Throughout the whole movie. I was distracted watching that movie because I'm just like... I really would not believe they went from... Inventing firearms... 
to counteract Kung Fu. I would not believe they went from a plot like that to... I'm sorry I lied. I just really wanted to spend some time with you. Plotline stupidness. It was, it was, like, it was. I can't even remember what Kai's motivation was to the movie. Like, the fuck do you want, so? Where did you even come from? I think he just wanted the, <laughs> the, 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 like, the masters of certain things. I think he just wanted masters and he was just collecting them to keep himself immortal or something like that. Sure. Because don't forget, when <laughs> him and Ugwe, when him and Ugwe went to the village to learn this technique the first time, um, Kai wanted to use it to fight in the war. Ugwe didn't. And that's where the the content, the, the conflict between the two of them came in. But I don't know, that's all I remember. Oh, I'm glad you remember more than I did because I really didn't fucking care about this movie. <laughs> hey, man. I say all that to say, to say this. Um, I remember the little girl following Tigress around saying stripey baby. <laughs> I remember that. Anyway, she really she, liked Tigress. No, she really wanted a Tigress doll. It's like Tigress doll? Yeah, live but then, Tigress? And then you have I, the live Tigress right there. So you mm, have both. Mm, it was no, cute. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> my... My thing is that DreamWorks, they make really good sequels. They make really good sequels. They're just not really good with the number three. <laughs> like It's so strange. Like, what is it about that number that just makes me go, eh, I, I feel, give it the bare minimum. I feel like it's because, I feel like it's a marketing thing because they're trying to aim at kids because, like like we said earlier, like, the, sh- the people who, who are going to watch these sequels... These third, these second and third iterations of these movies are the people who watched the first one, and the kids are the one who watched the first movie. And these movies, they're some well years apart. Mm-hmm. So, the kids who watch these movies that either gonna be teenagers or adults. Right. So, yeah, the, oh, some um, of the things need to grow up with the with the people who are watching the movie. Oh, so so you're saying it's kind of like a. We're trying to recapture a different type of audience. Yeah. I feel like that's what it is because... The reason why I say this is because it's like with these part three movies, whereas we would find the characters annoying or extra zany or they're just flat out fucking... Shouldn't have been invented in the first place. Yeah. The kids who watch watch the movies, they would find it funny. That's like how... When you watch Olaf died, you laughed, and that kid was crying. Oh, no, I laughed because the kid was crying. I oh. didn't laugh that Olaf died. I laughed because he started crying because Olaf but died. That's what I, but that's what I mean. It's kind of like, the, these movies that, the movies that we grew up on, they should grow up with us, but unfortunately, where some of us are past that mature, uh, past a point where it's like, Oh, I'm too I'm too much of an adult to watch these movies, you know. So they have to make these movies for kids, and unfortunately, kids don't have money. Yeah, that that is an interesting, I guess, idea because like it it has enough nostalgia to it that the adults that originally watched the first set of movies would want to come and watch it, and they would they would most likely have kids. They would be in the age bracket where they would have kids, mm-hmm. so they'd take a kid to it. Yeah, that's. And if that is the case. That's pretty messed up. Not really, because no matter what, the whole thing is, it's it, I'm producing this to tell the story, but the story needs to make money so mm-hmm. I can make the next movie. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes, the team that works on these movies is like, hey, man, 
we did this one story so good. Yeah, let's go work on a new project. And the and like the executives like, now hold on, hold off on that new idea. How about a part two? I mean, I guess we could do a part two. All right, bring a part two. Damn, we really burned out of the series. All right, time to go make this next movie. Hey, 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 hey. Did I tell you, you could go and make a new movie, Slave? Work on part three. <laughs> but I don't want to make a part three. You want you want the money to make this new movie? Make a part three. It's Disney. Can we make Treasure Planet? No. Make me Hercules first. Can we make Treasure Planet now? No. Fuck off and make The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Can we make Treasure Planet now? Uh, you made me money twice, so I guess. The movie they wanted to make does very badly. I never watched Treasure Planet because I, I felt to myself it was a bad movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, would I be, felt it myself. I would be so fucking heartbroken. Like I, made, like, I had to make, like, Four other movies before I could make the movie that I want, and the four before the movie that I wanted to make were all successes. Like they all made. I need to fucking see this. They all story. made so much money. Um, Lindsay Ellis actually does a a video breaking it down, and, <laughs> and that's where that's where I got the joke because that that the shit is hilarious to me. It came in actuality. It scored a seven out of ten, seven point two out of ten on a IMDb. 69 on Rotten Tomatoes, the best number I could resist, and 4 out of 5 on Common Sense Media. And in actuality, 96% of people like this film. I didn't damn much. None of them were kids, though. I didn't fucking watch Treasure Planet. My thing is that I felt like, even as a child, I thought, like, Treasure Planet doesn't look interesting. Even, like, when they had the kid, the the toys at McDonald's and stuff like that, I was 12 back then, so it's like, nah, I'm good. Like, because I honestly mixed up Atlantis Lost City Atlantis and Treasure Planet. I always mix the two of them up growing up. So it was like, I, I'm just not going to watch either of them because I don't know which one was the good one. And <laughs> you have, I think it was one day we just sat down and I we just watched Atlantis. Atlantis. And I was like, wow, this movie's good. Why didn't I watch Treasure Planet? And then I was like, Treasure Planet. That's right. I mixed the two of them up. <laughs> so, yeah. I think the best thing about Atlantis, I can't even remember how I got it. Or what was giving it away? We watched online. No, no. I nope. mean when I was a kid, like you know the crystal that Kita has. Yeah. I actually had one of those. Oh, you're so real, cute. In real life, like when you yes. twisted it, it lit up. Oh, I'm so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I was I was being envied because of that crystal. Okay. Like, mm, I, I, bet you, I bet you were the talk of the preteens. I was stunting on my fellow sixth graders. Okay? You were the cream of the grits. <laughs> you were the cream of the grits. Uh, you were the mustard on the top notes. Sequels. Yeah. I think maybe bad. we uh, should continue our sequel discussion because I actually really, because I'm watching Avatar The Last Airbender again, I would like to have a, finally have a detailed discussion about the whole last airbender versus legend of Korra debate which to me isn't it doesn't necessarily have to be a debate to me they're two different entities but i can see why people have their grievances with the legend of Korra. people need to stop being butthurt <laughs> i one thing i did here and it's from it's from somebody that i 
I appreciate their work and their opinion on things is that um, Legend of Korra kind of took the mystery out of some of the things Avatar left open-ended. Like, mostly stuff to do with the spirit world. Mm. But I think it was the... Uh, I can't remember the... the With one. The episodes with Avatar 1. Yeah. Doesn't season two. Yeah. Um, it's more like learning that people learned how to bend from the original benders, i.e. the animals, right? Some people feel as though a lot of that mystery was kind of taken out with um, Rava and Vatu, where it's just supposed to be like a an obvious symbolism for balance good and evil all that stuff you know but um the message was kind of lost because it basically says it's basically supposed to say that rava cannot live without vatu and vice versa right i.e there will be good in your bad and bad in your good yin yang all that jazz but if vatu wins we're all fucked i mean (laughs) i mean so, so where is the good in that bad and I can get behind that argument. Literally, if Vatu wins, we are all fucked. So I mean, humans are fucked, not the spirits. The spirits were because f- literally, anytime Vatu got in control, all of the spirits became like demonized versions of themselves. That's true. So it's like, uh, mm, have your good with your bad. Except in that situation, the good must win. Period. The end. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unvatu. He is the worst villain in whole series. <laughs> oh, that was so Anyways, weird. Before you go into too much thing, I feel yeah, like we'll, you get working no, up your core. No, 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 no. We'll save that for another episode. But yeah, uh, if you're gonna waste your time doing a sequel, please refer to your previous plot points and try not to redcon them. Frozen. Hey man, I'm, I'm. No, as long as DreamWorks brings out a movie, I'm I'm gonna be happy. I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking care. I I like DreamWorks as a studio, and I am naturally biased towards DreamWorks because if I remember correctly, I think one of my favorite movies when I was growing up was from DreamWorks. If I remember correctly. Nope, it's not a thing. It's probably... I'll be like Pixar and keep your sequels to a minimum. You sure about that? We get Toy Story 4, you know. I did say keep your sequels to a minimum. I said 4. <laughs> I did say 4 keep... is more than 3. Yeah, but all uh-huh. of their other good movies don't have sequels. Toy Story 4. I didn't watch Toy Story 4. I heard it was pretty good. I heard it had the same issue as Frozen 2. <laughs> wow. Where the story seemed like disjointed, but I won't get into that because, again, I haven't watched it. I want to watch it. Just well, it is Disney Pixar. <laughs> but then I had my grievances with Toy Story 3. Believe you me. Toy Story 3 was just Toy Story 2 again. Reskinned. Straight up. Yes, um... I guess we we can start wrapping it up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's already been quite some time. Twenty years. Yeah. You. I felt like you was. I like this was your episode. 
Like this was this was your episode. This episode had your name written all over it. I'm sorry. Frozen two made me you're feel not, things I didn't know I felt. All. You're not sorry at all. Like you, like it's it is absolutely crazy to me to just like I don't like to think this entire time from last year December. I'm like, eh, I didn't feel any type of way about this movie. Somebody brings up Frozen two accidentally. you have a different problem <laughs> just whoa whoa okay i clearly have some things i need to address about this yeah, movie anyways <laughs> oh shit i think i picked it up uh yeah whatever come join us next time when we're gonna have our special guest persian tell us how she feels about love how this is like the, the one time I'm actually uh, actively addressing her. She is nowhere around to make noise into the microphone. I mean, she did earlier, but then she doesn't really make much noise. She just came in. Mewled a little bit and then left. <laughs> Correction, she mewled a little bit and then I took her off my lap. I put her on the floor. Maybe she's having some bad. Nah, she's not. Hey, watch her. Anyways, that'll be it for this episode. Uh, join us next time where Ty will indeed do his hands time. She's been practicing, and I hate the fact she hasn't done it for you guys yet. It's upsetting. She's been working on a core and an upper body strength. You oh. know, normally people have to pay for that sort of See you later, everybody.